favorite um, animal of the Amazon, of specifically Brazil, would be the jaguar. Or jaguar. Like Bortles. Yes. Jags. Ugh, he's no longer there. <laughs> what? Uh, it was Nick Foles, I believe, that just got injured. Uh, <laughs> I hate to see it happen. Yeah, but no. Um, <laughs> um, I fucks with the jaguar because I'm a cat guy. I'm a thunder cat. So if you didn't know jaguars, no, you get Jaga. <laughs> He's a Jaguar portrayed. He was the old, wise, mystical Negro of the Thundercats. He helped Lionel when he needed spiritual guidance. He was like, his, they're Morgan Freeman. And now that I say it, Morgan Freeman has to play Jaga if they ever get to a live action Thundercats movie. Do you think we're going to get that live action? Uh, oh, we have to. They're running out of too many 80s movies properties. And it's just a moment of time. That makes sense. And low-key, I wouldn't be mad if Michael Bay came along to do really? it. Really? Because it's already ridiculous. See, that's weird because Michael explosive. Bay was my favorite Amazonian animal. <laughs> it's, it's explosive and there's a lot of sex appeal to it, especially with this furry um, demographic that's out there now. <laughs> and Chitara played a part in our, a lot of our um, adolescence. <laughs> it is what He's it is. He's not wrong. But, um, <laughs> so I, I guess I can break that down too. If they do like a live action, let's make it an action type of right. Thundercats, I would definitely go Michael Bay, but they were trying to be more mythical and serious I always will go with Del Toro Del Toro I probably butchered his name while the Amazon is on fire oh no no (laughs) we're going green stage I say we just make the Thundercats send them out there they fix the problem right they team up with Captain Planet it's the crossover we've always wanted but far as we know they actually do live in the Amazon because so much of that has not been explored boom that, hey. Wait till it burns down, we'll find yes, it. Yes, we'll find, we'll find the remains of a snarf. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not really a, like, a big fan of snakes, but I'm going to say the anaconda. Ooh, Jennifer Lopez. She gets really good hugs. Not Jennifer Lopez, but anaconda. Whoa, whoa. Wait, we got to respect that because that's one move when the black man survived. Ice Cube did you. not die in anaconda. But for disclaimer, Jennifer Lopez does give some of the best hugs. I've never had but, them, so I don't know. <laughs> We can all dream. It's because Jennifer Lopez and the Anaconda wanted those buns. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> um, so the Anaconda, why is that? Well, so as a kid, um, I would always hear like these stories about, you know, just Anacondas freaking swallowing giant animals whole like cows. And, I mean, like, <laughs> dude, my mom used to tell me all these crazy stories and she swore that one day like she was just walking down a freaking field and there was a giant like anaconda swallowing a, a, a cow like just hanging out there in the streets I don't know I can't attest to that you know I wasn't there I wasn't even <laughs> born yet but like she swears up and down uh-huh. that it freaking happened and I mean like these stories are all over Brazil you know like and, I, and I'm sure that it, it could have happened but that's fucking amazing though like you could just Literally swallow an entire fucking animal, just crush them, and then swallow them whole, and that's it. <laughs> Takes out the little man. Yeah, there's no, there's no leg work there because you're a snake and you don't have legs. It's these are the issues, Clayton. So, but so problem with this animal, it doesn't actually have a name yet. It was only discovered two years ago. What? Yeah. Jesus, Clayton. So <laughs> this is exciting, right? Um, so so it's it's a species of spider. It's been discovered two places. Oh, in it's the called world. a spider. Is what it's called. It's a demon. Yeah, man. It's big a spider. ass spider. You're gonna That's have to deal is. with that. So get out a new Ghibli's. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> so how long is this spider gonna last? True. It's a new breed. It's probably the the new one. It's the one that's gonna the kill. The fireproof. Us. 
Yeah. <laughs> smoke resistant. Six legged freak. Yes. Like the size of a car. It's not our kid. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's not huge. The thing that it does that's amazing, it builds a decoy of itself. Oh, it builds shit. a spider replica. It catfishes pr- its prey. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So it, it builds this massive like spider out of like debris and other like dead bugs that's partially eaten and stuff Damn. to scare off predators. It's like four or five <laughs> times bigger than it is. Holy oh, shit! It doesn't even just mold, but it like it actually pulls together stuff it and like builds it. That's crazy. Just clones itself so, yeah. out of wow. If you could name it anything, what would you name it? I'm not that creative, so probably a decoy spider. <laughs> that, that works. That's a good name. That is yeah, a perfect so you, name for it. Like they call koala bears time. koala bears, but they're not bears. So right, yeah, exactly. They're uh, marsupials. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, every yeah. like mostly every marsupial lives in Australia outside of the, the possum that's only found in North yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Australia, my uh, favorite animal is uh, from the Amazon is a uh, world traveling uh, jerboa. It's got a lot of you know those frequent flyer miles and just really wants to see the world before it all burns. So you know traveled around a lot. What I like the most about it is it was uh, you know live laugh loving in the world and then ended up in the Amazon and said this is home. Uh, th- this I is don't home. even know what a jerboa is. <laughs> you said jerboa, not a jabroni, right? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's a jabroni? A jabroni gets a little, the smack down laid on it and doesn't know what the rock's cooking. It's a little, like, creature with uh, little kangaroo legs and a long tail. So it's not a kangaroo, right? No, it's a jerboa. So those are two different things. I think you're just using the, the slur of jerboa. Yo! I, you, it's like, I never thought about it. It's like when you call a Sasquatch Chewbacca. You don't do that. Word. <laughs> you can't call. What about the Sasquatch and the Yeti? Those are different uh, regions. Different regions, though. Same thing, different place. Same thing, different place. Word. All right, everyone. Thank you for all right. tuning in and listening so that's to our not bullshit. A ca- that's not a kangaroo mouse, all right? That's, that's a jabroni. That's a jabroa. All right. See, Kratz creature and, like, what I've used to watch on PBS. Zabumafu. They ain't teach me the proper terms, and we, those are two different They're like, this is a thieving little sewer rat with th- jumpy legs. No, like, he's just right. an orphan. He just happened to <laughs> He's trying to go out west. Earth. What about chupacabra? Are those real? And is that Brazil or is that just South America? Um, or like so Mexico? chupacabra is a goat sucker. Yes, is what that's that's the literal term. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it comes from. Goat sucker. <laughs> yes, I had a cousin who did that once. Kicked in the face, horribly disfigured. He had to um, get like chupacabra though is a <laughs> mythical creature, much like the Jersey Devil or North Dakota. They don't Word. exist. Or so. like the alligators that live in the sewers in New York. No, those are real. Word. Leatherhead. Yeah, well, yeah I read about exactly. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, come on. <laughs> You gotta start distinguishing back to fiction. All right, I know, right? <laughs> let's get the show started. Uh, thank you for listening and tuning in. This is the Escaping Podcast, the best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. That's right. Uh, as always, we uh, we're recording at Escape Velocity Comics. Escape Velocity Comics is just nice enough to let us record here. In no way or shape or form do our opinions or ideas reflect that of the store, the crew, the owner, the owner's sons. His neighbors, just us, just us being us, people being people. Uh, today, uh, as always, uh, I'm Daniel. We have next to me yours truly, Kills for Show. That's him. This is Geo, and uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, something that's uh, pretty near and dear to me, um, which is Brazil. Is that where I'm from? It's... I was born in Brazil and uh, freaking love my country. Um, but anyway, so we're going to be talking about um, the history of Brazilian democracy. We're going to talk about the current Brazilian administration and the parallels between the Brazilian um, and U.S. administrations. 
the Amazon rainforest, current fires, deforestation, as well as comics about the Amazon environment and climate change, which our guest Clayton. Oh Hello, shit! Clayton. I mean, there is a Clayton here. Yes. How's hey, it going, what's your name, Clayton? <laughs> You'd be surprised to find it's Clayton. Wow. If your last name wouldn't have to happen to be Bixby, would it? Bixby? That'd be yeah, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> no. Blind classman. Clayton Bixby. Yeah. Sorry, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. It's all good. No, I usually just get the bad guy from Tarzan. Yeah. Oh, oh Clayton. Word. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of bad guys and killing off, you know, beautiful animals. We're talking about Brazil today. Yes. What's going this on? This is definitely yeah. about to be a, a more, you know, episode, so prepare to be learned. Clayton has generously uh, agreed to come on. He is uh, not just a good, upstanding citizen. He's also my roommate. And all that that implies. Woo. And I also study biochemistry at the University of Colorado. That is I'm a tutor. True I design curriculums. I'm a researcher. So I'm here to kind of be the science guy yes. on this episode. So climate change scholar. So yes. listen up. So man. would that be the reason that you're so pale? Because you have to come back and listen to all of Daniel's horror stories? <laughs> you can't just ask someone why they're white. You can't do it, Kelsey. <laughs> it's a lot of reasons. None of them are good. It's mostly So genetic. technically I'm right. So technically I'm right. Technically you're right and okay. mostly he's white. Okay, so there it works. we go. Word. Uh, Gio, you're taking point on this today. Uh, go ahead and tell us what we're... Like what we're gonna start off with? Um, well, basically, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna talk about um, first and foremost the fires and how that's going to affect us, it's not just Brazil but globally. Yes, um, you know, and and I mean, we look at the Amazon and we always refer to it as it, as the lungs of the earth. Yeah, but you know, we we look at it like it's the it, it is the lungs of the earth, but we don't respect it as such. Sure, but yeah. we also don't respect our own lungs. Oh, I mean, just throw the word. That's true. Yes, you, that's absolutely you can true. You say it's a temple, it's a representation of the human body, but we fuck our bodies up every day, dude. Absolutely. And being it from Colorado, you already know what that's about. So. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh because, yeah, you got Colorado lungs. That's where you're laughing. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it, guys. Um, the Amazon is burning. Initial reactions. The Amazon is on fire. For fuck's sake! That's what I'm saying! And it's fucking crazy. And we're not doing shit about it. Well, and it was I on mean, fire for like... Well, we're not doing anything. Yes. It was on fire for like, what, three weeks until it that's made right. like US news? Yeah. yeah. And Gio, that's not fair to say. We're sharing memes about it. We're, you know, bitching about it on Facebook. That's not enough. Yeah, you're right. You know what? That, that That's plenty, dude. Isn't that how you that that change? Combat all the fires out yeah, there. Yeah, hearts and minds. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, that, that's Thoughts and prayers. prayers. Exactly. Fuck me. <laughs> So then, so then, what's a good way that you guys would say to go about fighting this? Do we fly out there and help these people and get shot, or is there another way to go about this? Well, I mean, the obvious way is, you know, the government. Yes. It's like, what are they going to do about it? And obviously, we, we know what's going on currently in the administration. We know about as much as we can. So, well, then let's get into it. Yeah, what kind of government are we looking at in Brazil? Um, well, it sure as hell isn't a democracy. I mean, it has the face of a democracy, but the body of a centaur, the teeth of an alligator, and the mm. feet of a uh, Argentinian. So that's weird. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's one of those, I'm pretty sure that's a creature from Revelations, uh, the, the book in the Bible. There's a lot of creatures in that book. I don't know how every episode we get back to that book, but... <laughs> Yo, we're gonna have to sure. do a Bible episode. It's like a leper. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> you do not want to. Uh, it's that. gonna be great. Oh, it's it could be cool. It could be fun. But that's for another topic. So the government in Brazil, <laughs> right, uh, so it, it says it's democracy, but what is what are, what are we really looking at here? Well, you know what? 
how about we go through the entire timeline of the history of democracy Start in Brazil? Start at the very beginning. Uh, so before there was kind of a democracy, but then in 1964, right? The Well, I mean, yes and no. Brazil has never actually had a democracy because it, when it was first colonized by the Portuguese, mm-hmm. you know, there were emperors. There were just all the royal okay. families. So until Brazil gained the independence from Portugal, it finally decided, all right, let's create some sort of democracy, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they created the constitution, they figured out a government, but what happened in that government? Oh, of course, well, uh, it was around 1964, the coup d'etat happened. Mm-hmm. And that's a when... Copa do Estado do Brasil. God bless you. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's when uh, everything kind of goes to, from passable to gas station burrito shitty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, with, with, putting it nicely. Putting yeah. it as nicely <laughs> as I can. Um, at that point, uh, they fall into a military dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And um, who I forget who the president was at the time. Zhao, Zhao, Zhao. I'm going to butcher these names today. Um, it's just going to be bad. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Gula. Yeah. Gula. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Zhuo. 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 Okay. That's we're all like, learning today. Yeah, we are, and it sounds so. He was tasty. the president at the time that they were going against, right? Yes, that's right. That's so. Right. What was so, his stance before uh, they they kind of took over? Um, well, <laughs> he um, he was never really about the people. Oh, so it was more of a front. Yeah, I, that's no. It really was. Like, even though he he said, you know, his whole premise was, yeah, and I'll, I'll help Brazil. I will fix all of our problems. It was never about that. Okay, you know, it yeah. was just. Like any other politician, they put up a front, they get elected. Offer with one hand, stab in the back with the other. Exactly. (laughs) So this uh, this lasted for about 21 years. 21 years. That's kind of a crazy amount of time. Yeah. And there were uh, pledges initially to say, hey, no, we're not doing this. But they were quickly shouted down, which is the real face of all this. The people have the idea of having a voice, but then they're quickly silenced. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy I mean, for us and, to look at and say, we don't have that here, but we really... Right. And we're, 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 we're getting close. During the dictatorship um, and the military regime in Brazil, I mean, people really didn't have a voice. Right. They weren't allowed to do anything. They weren't allowed to, you know, just express themselves as individuals um, through their music, through their art. You know, they, they were uh, censored at every step of the way. You know, whatever they, they wanted to do had to be... Um, regulated by the government mm-hmm. you know and it, and it fell into certain categories where, where they had to abide by these laws they had to abide by the regime you know they couldn't just speak freely of the government like oh yeah they were getting detained they were getting yeah, tortured they were getting killed uh, were, like there were protesters all over the streets for years yeah and, and you know and i mean th- there were like mass murders literally people like people by the thousands or Okay, not by the thousands, but well, the hundreds I mean, every day, every day, which amounted to thousands a month. Exactly, the, the numbers were, were something like uh, fifty thousand detained, uh, ten thousand forced into exile, yeah. something nearing about a thousand were actually killed while they were tortured. Yeah, and uh, Dilma Rousseff yeah. was one of them. She was right. actually uh, captured and tortured um, while she was protesting the government. And, uh, she still went on to become president, but looking at those numbers, that's a lot of people going through torture. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. almost as many people went to go see Batman versus Superman, and I don't know. Different kind of, today, kind of not people. even getting tortured like those actual citizens were. Not just at all. Just because they wanted citizens. to be treated better by their government. Exactly, they tried. You know? Yes, they tried. Like, hey, that's fucked up. And and they had a you know they they again they, they thought they had a voice but that voice was quickly shot down right yes. and so. it wasn't until the U S actually intervened and this was by um, you know the Kennedy administration and then Johnson they they 
figured out a plan where they were going to go in mm-hmm. and just wipe out the entire dictatorship. Um, which Because America always comes to save the day. We ride in like John Wayne on a little ass and... Uh, create the problems and then we try to fix them. I mean, but isn't that the, kind of, isn't that the best way to do it? What was that Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Uh, not Brokeback Mountain. The, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Oh, I thought he was talking about the time travel one. What? But it wasn't really time <laughs> travel. No, no. Uh, Nightcrawler. No, the, see, the other one when he was on the Source train. Code. Yes. Source code. <laughs> He's an award-winning journalist, but then you find out he's causing the fires, and he's the one going in there putting out the fires. Homelanderish, yes, Homelanderish for sure. Word. 1967, they they revised the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It was a new Constitution, and this one adopted nationalism, economic development, and anti-communism as its guidelines. Right. So instead of being a Constitution for the people, it quickly turned into a, consti- a Constitution for. Um, those in power. It stopped protecting and started uh, putting it in very fine boxes saying, this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. And if you step out of line, guess what? All those people that you're hearing about being tortured, all those people being exiled, you're on the list. Yep. It's, uh, it's crazy. And this happened, this, this went on for a while. And then in 1970, there was the uh, Brazilian miracle. And that censored all media. Tortured and exiled the, dis- the dissidents. And that's where these numbers came into play. Right. And Dilma... Uh, was a teenager during these yeah. times. And she was tortured for how long was it? 22 days. 22 days wow. being tortured. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's all we know of, you know, from records. Um, there are videos of her, you know, speaking to the, the Brazilian Supreme Court, um, giving her account of everything that happened um, and why, you know, they were trying to charge her with all these different things for her protesting mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty gruesome to, you know, to just watch her her expression and, and her just talking about everything that happened. It, it, it's pretty powerful. Um, you know, and then surely she goes on to become the, the, the first uh, woman president of Brazil. Maybe sure. History. But uh, before, before her... Before all of that. Before, before all of that, she's still a teenager at this time, but I mean, even before her presidency, we had Lula. Right, which was also right in the fight at you know from the very start, from the very beginning, he was there for the people, by the people. So, what do you guys know about Lula? Tell me a little bit about Lula. I know he met Obama. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Obama said he was cool, so he's cool with me. This is the most influential. uh, Yeah, he seemed very loved by the people. I think they crowd surfed him at one event. What was the nickname (laughs) that you 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 called? Grandpa. I, 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 I had heard. I have no idea. He yeah, so he's like, so he literally is the Bernie of Brazil. You know, like, um, yeah, he was seen as this genial. So he comes to life when you play music and he dances around. Different kind of genial. Oh, okay. Different type of Bernie. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Not like Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Uncle Iroh. Like he'll, he'll slap you he to was, the white meat yes, shows. He was very Uncle Iroh. He was a man he of was, the people. Yeah, exactly. He was from a poor district. He he wasn't part of the military regime that had had power to mm-hmm. most of everybody's life at that point. And he was uh, an advocate for change. And when he got in, it really seemed like everything was going well. He was pushing for reforms. He was honoring his commitments. Right. Then things got a little stupid. Yeah, as it does with politics and as it does with life. Yeah, true. A lot of stuff that was under the surface came to light. Right. But that was... Uh, Still getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah, sales. yeah, let's pull it back a bit. So, right after our Operation Brother Sam, mm-hmm. we get the first elections by direct popular vote. Yes, right? this which was, was the powers back to the people. Yeah, so this is 1989, the year I was born. And brag. 
not watching all these things unfold because, you know, <laughs> I'm just recently out of the womb. <laughs> you would have been a very well-versed baby yes. had you, you know, come the up and like, bullshit! <laughs> why is my country this way? I don't know why you're a German baby, yeah, but right. in my mind, that's how you came out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I don't feel right doing a, a brown person accent. What's wrong with that? I mean, I'm brown. You can. And I'm like, ugh. Like, that's so... He's just being, so, trying to be historically correct. Yes, There's yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Unless right. you put on a brown face, then... But how is that I can't correct. take off my brown face. Well, I've got one. <laughs> nah, man, if he did a brown face, like, to the Anyway, story. so, so, so the back to the people. Let's bring it back in. Right, so in 1990, <laughs> Brazil elects its first president by the people, which was Fernando Colo de Mello. And he actually resigned in 1992 for the very first corruption scandal in the history of Brazilian democracy. Right. And after that, we see the, the rise and fall of the other prominent politicians, you know, like we mentioned already, Lula, uh, Lula Silva, Dilma, um, Rousseffi, Michel Temer, and then right now, Jair Bolsonaro. Right. So And keep Temer in mind, because he does come back a little later. Oh, yeah. And I know it's, it says Michelle, but we, that's actually, it can be both. It could be a guy's or girl's name. So, a uh, little fun fact about that. Dodgeball taught me that. It's Portuguese. <laughs> it's Portuguese. It's a love language. Yeah, we don't say Michael. We say Michelle. Oh. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Jackson? Michelle. <laughs> anyway, so um, Lula ran, didn't he, uh, in 1980? Yep. Yeah, and, and he lost. And he lost terribly. And then uh, The people he... still love him, though. They, they loved him. They've loved him throughout the entire time. And I mean, like, not once, even when he was, when he left office um, in two, 2012, yeah. he he was still, I mean, like, he, his ratings were up the roof. Nobody, thought, you know, even with the corruption scandals, people still loved him because he uh-huh. did what he was supposed to. And we'll get into that. There's a lot to cover there, but he, he ran in 1980, he ran in 1989, he ran in 1994, he ran in 1998, and all of those times, he lost. He part of the Workers' Party. He Until... Was, he, he decides to uh, compromise. Right. Mm. He bends for the vote. Right. He bends the knee. He bends the knee just enough to say, hey, you know, I'm still for you people, but <laughs> for in order for this to work, I gotta, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. You gotta make deals. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta make deals with the devil, and yeah. which is what he said. You know, if uh, Jesus himself came down <coughs> to earth today, he'd make a deal with Judah. Well, yeah, yes. yeah, and it's it's crazy because you gotta see both sides, or at least listen to the other side, right? But the other side in this case was um, an open secret of corruption in the the government in the country. It was crazy, uh, and then in two thousand two, I want to say two thousand two, uh, he compromises and wins. Mm-hmm. He uh, he starts saying Brazil needs businessmen. Right. Which is so against what he was done for. Sounds so familiar, too. Right, yeah, because it's good for company. What's good for the company is good for the people because it brings in jobs. Quote-unquote. Exactly. Unless we outsource them. You don't see what is going to happen just there. But he he wins and hope is ignited, but at a price. Mm -hmm. So the people believed in Lula uh, immensely at the start because he had fought for them this whole time. But that's when the, the scandal started to come to light. Well, so... Lula ran many times, like we talked about, yeah. but he finally won, and everything seemed to kind of be going to plan. It was there were people were dancing in the streets, literally. It was for years. Yeah, it like, was crazy. Dancing in the streets. So it was this Lula light thing, is what I uh, I heard him referred to as, because he started making deals, mm-hmm. and that's a dangerous thing. But as a politician, you either make deals or you don't get elected. Right. You've got to bend in rules. some way. Exactly. 
there is an establishment. If you want to fix it, you have to work from within it. Mm -hmm. So these are the costs of doing business. Right. And that's sketchy. It's very sketchy. But but it was necessary at the time. It absolutely was. And I think, well, I mean, what might have happened is toast. But (laughs) this is what happened. And I think he made a reasonable decision given what he was working with. So... Um, we in in Lula's administration, we saw a massive expansion of the social safety net. Yeah, he had a huge approval rating. His entire presidency, right to the end. But there was this big scandal mm-hmm. toward the end with Petrobras, which was the state-controlled oil company. And, and uh, one of the one of the, the terms I heard was blessings turned to curses with oil. Mm. Yeah, it was exactly. it was such a, it was such a good thing that brought them to seventh largest economic country in the world. Mm-hmm. But the cost was there. And at some point, you got to pay the tab. Right? Pretty much. And the way that business was being done uh, was becoming increasingly fishy. And eventually, <laughs> scandals in Brazil, I mean, the first president <laughs> was removed by a scandal. Right! And it's kind of been that way ever since. It's been nuts. But a lot of these scandals kind of didn't come to anything, but this one blew up. It came to the point where one in five members of the legislature were being investigated. Right. And Lula himself was implicated, this, so, this yeah. grandfather figure that everybody respected. Mm-hmm. And I think that really kind of shook faith in the system that people had believed in and thought they were building and they thought they had a champion, right. finally. It was someone of the people, a, a poor person who grew up around them, who was for them this whole time finally made it what it was like to live in that poverty, exactly you know and live throughout me you know, in, in the brazilian regime in the military regime you know he understood the, the pain of the people right and, and he took it for what it was and, and you know and ran with it and it was like hey i'm gonna try to fix this but then like clayton was explaining here you know uh, he had to make a deal and things happened along the way and he suffered the consequences yeah. right because so, he was prepared to take the heat to do what's right for the people that he had to represent. He took the hit for it. I'll do it. Because yeah, if I don't do it, it's not going to be hope for anybody else to be able to get in this position ever again. That's the real motherfucker, though. Like, yeah. He could not shield the party. Yeah, he, no, not he, at he all. He could not shield the government that he had helped build from this. And it kind of, it like I said, it destroyed the credibility. And while all this scandal is happening, Dilma is named his successor for the party. Mm-hmm. Which is a close friend of his, and exactly. people thought, well, that's, that seemed a little bit fishy, you know? Like, it was it, it was very much like, uh, you know, you, you, you start a, a club, and then you've got your drunk friend Larry as treasurer, but you've known him since, you know, grade school, and it's like, uh, we don't want him here, but it's like, not to call Dilma the drunk friend Larry. <laughs> I was gonna fucking say. I mean... <laughs> she has a couple of drinks here and there. I mean... Huh. Uh, <laughs> She's human. (laughs) She was a damn good statesman in her own right. Oh, absolutely. Well, and her experience, her being tortured at a young age, her being a resistance fighter, you know, and it it gave her the credibility. She was even said to have been like a mother to these people growing up, you know. She looked after her own. Absolutely. But when this scandal and the corruption started coming out, that meant nothing. And they were both targeted, both Lula Mm -hmm. and Dilma. So with, with the corruption that we've had in this system... Do you guys think it was any kind of coincidence that when Lula took power, that's when it came to light? That's when it became an issue? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So there's there's two possible scenarios, I guess, two factors to consider. Mm-hmm. One is just how long this has been going on. And one of the factors that made this scandal so huge is that when, when the bribery 
Uh, okay, so I guess I kind of skipped that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was, there was a library. lot of money changing yes. hands between Petrobras Oil Company, the and government, and contractors right. for the government. Yeah. So there was kind of this system where the government would hire a particular contractor, go through Petrobras, they'd get a sweetheart deal, and some of that money would come back right. to politicians right. that made it happen. And, yeah. And this went on for so long that these these bribes were getting ridiculously huge mm-hmm. to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Mm. Shit, just give me one of them. And not just the monetary <laughs> bribes. Even 1% of the 1%. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and they were funneling the money just through different channels so that they, they wouldn't have a paper trail. Right. And uh, a lot of politicians, I believe it was like two-thirds of the politicians sitting in Congress in Brazil were all implicated. Exactly mm. so, yeah. So we have this huge swath of the government being caught up in this thing. And Lula, who is the president at the time, is, is in the middle of it. Whether he, whether, whether he had anything to do with it or not, it doesn't really matter. It didn't matter at that point at all. Until yeah. the he very was the end, figurehead. Right. right. But until the very end, they didn't actually find anything to implicate him. You know, they didn't find anything that, like, him breaking the laws, per se. Uh, the only thing that could actually stick to him was an apartment that he was gifted, which wasn't even under his own mm-hmm. name. But that was literally the only solid piece of evidence that he had that tied into all these different contracts and all these different briberies. So did anybody else in that political party get ousted? Or was he oh, like, no, take him, everybody else. But I mean, we're talking hundreds. So they did like clean yeah. house. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ah. All right. <laughs> it's, it's like the you were saying before. Okay, away, just making sure. I was like, really. wow. Okay. It's kind of like you said earlier, Kelsey. Um, he was fighting for the people, yeah. and they realized, oh... No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> so, Robin Hood, no. Yeah, not, not today. Not in our hood. And uh, <laughs> so in 2010, Dilma um, is elected president. Mm-hmm. And again, dancing in the streets. People are rejoicing. People are excited. It is such a beautiful moment. If you look back at the videos, these people have hope. These people, they're, you know... They're joyous. They're literally dancing. They're tears of joy. It's, it's Same fantastic. Same expression that they had when Lula got Lula mm-hmm. got elected. It was definitely a celebration. Like mass people in the streets. Absolutely. It's... I mean, not only was she the first woman president, but you know, she was for the people, yeah. and that's what you know Brazil needed. But after I mean, this massive scandal. There was a little bit of vinegar in the wine. Oh, there mm. always has because... to be, right? That's what we're learning here. There's... So that's what makes it bitter. Okay. It's never it's Jesus that. turning the water into wine. It's <laughs> Paul or one of the other Jamokes coming John. up and saying, I made this in my basement. <laughs> my special my mead that's just been brewing now for, <laughs> for years. My stone so, cave. So Dilma was a close friend of Lula. They worked together for many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. I think Dilma was Lula's vice president. Am I right about that? So it was actually a José Alencar. Okay. That is a name. That is yeah, that is a right? mouthful of a name. And uh, he <laughs> actually has the same last name as uh, Lula da Silva. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, uh, da Silva, that's a... That's a... Like, it's a very Portuguese name. I was going to say, yeah, that's like... It's, it's of the people. <laughs> it's a common name. It's not just a Portuguese it's, name. It's a Portuguese is name. Is it a Portuguese, like, Smith... So, it is. It is actually. Exactly yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It, it's, I, well, oh, yeah. No, no. Because when we get to talking about comic book characters, I just noticed like a couple of the prominent, like few Brazilian. Fair enough. Fair enough. Have You're talking about the writers, the Silva. Yeah, and like it's, uh, there's a lot of them involved like, in these types of comics yeah. that we'll get to. But um, in one of the interviews in the documentary I watched, Edge of Democracy, um, when she's talking to Dilma, she says and she uh, is Petra Costa. Petra Costa. 
<laughs> I keep wanting to say Pentecostal. And I know that that's not right. That's not her name. That's probably not even her belief. Um, but Dilma says, when you get into this kind of limelight fighting for the people, one can never be truly anonymous again. And that there's a huge freedom in being anonymous. It's immense. But once you step into this light, everything's for your game. And like you said, vinegar in the wine, it's no longer the 14th you know, ingredient down on the list. It's up there. It's up there in big bold letters. Especially when your party is embroiled in the middle of a gigantic scandal. Yes. So her association with Lula, which was a good thing up to now, was suddenly a liability. Yes. And as a result, she didn't get to finish out her term. She was removed from office Mm -hmm. in 2016. Which, the lead up to that, I mean... Again, in this documentary, in January of 2011, we see Lula leave office and... All I could think was, before watching the rest of this, those were happier times. It's such a nice farewell. They treat him and the First Lady so like family. And he leaves like family. And you see him with Dilma and um, Tamer, and that's her vice president. And Dilma and Lula are arm in arm. They're jubilant. And then you see Tamer. 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 Well, him. Michelle. Michelle (laughs) And he's got his hands, you know, in each other, pulling apart. He's very... Stiff. Stern, he's yes. very diplomatic and it kind of shows this whole thing of she's enjoying the moment he's calculating mm-hmm. he's seen okay this is what's going on what is going to be my next move and he's got plans and that's where we get the Jesus would make an alliance with Judas mm-hmm. you know and that's it's it's crazy a little note I had here in mind is uh, that Lula would be played by Patton Oswald and um Gisaline. Jizzeline, is that his name? Jazzelini. Jazzelini uh, would be played by Fred Armisen. But uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, do you guys have any comments about uh, you know that first initial Dilma coming into presidency, the people still feeling the, the good vibes? The good vibes, well, one, yeah. I mean, they were still freshly wounded because of Lula. They felt betrayed. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, but here's a, you know, kind of a figure like Lula... But she hadn't been implicated at any point yet, you know, so the people were still, she was still fresh in the people's yes. minds. Yeah, clean slate right, for now. Right, exactly. You know, this was just, she's here, it's now, let's forget about Lula for yeah. a little while. <laughs> but you couldn't yeah. forget about him because he was still very much, you yes. know, in, in... She's having conversations with him. Day. He's still I mean, th- like showing that. up to family dinners. Yes. yes. And I mean, not only is, was he just showing up for family dinners, but she was also going to be part of the government. She asked him to, um, oh. what is it, Secretary of State... Uh, uh, I know that Lula was asked to be in the cabinet. I'm yes, he was. Right. Yeah. And so, which one of the, that that phone call is what alarmed everyone? And they were yeah. like, "Well, uh, we can't have that. Mm-hmm. We can't have Lula back. We just told him to go f himself. Yes, we can say fuck on this show. <laughs> yes, so we earned that right. <laughs> you know. And then and now now they're gunning for her. Now they're gunning for the entire Dilma yes. administration. And so now we see all these different things unfold. And which leads up to the point of the Operation Car um, Car Wash. Yep, Operation um, Car Wash. Lava Jato. Which came right, right off the heels of uh, Dilma challenging the bankers. Right. The economy and so slowing. she was open about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, she was very forward. She said, hey, you know what? We're going to open an investigation and we're going to try to figure out what the, where our finances are going. Because this has been an issue for a while. Right. It's like, oh, you guys <laughs> are talking about Lula with this deep scam. You know what? Let's figure it out then. Let's put it all out in the open. And when the people, the powers that be, PMBD and Friends, which is a great name for a comic book. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, it's like the Legion of Evil. Mm. Um, but uh, 
when they get word of this and they see that she's out there in the public eye saying, we're going to figure it out. You know, we're going to find out what went wrong here. They're like, okay, cool. She's gone. Right. She's fucking gone. And, uh, and do you remember who was at the house when uh, she got impeached? Do you remember who was sitting there? Was it Tamer? And who else? Right next to him? Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. More like balls on... Of sorrow. To sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what even the fuck? possibly mean? It's a Yiddish term for uh, that man don't know nothing. John Snow. Don't look that up. <laughs> so this is all happening. Uh, the call for Dilma's impeachment comes with Operation Car Wash. They, it, it's a whole thing that was supposed to uh, investigate the corruption, mm-hmm. but instead was used in such a way by these politicians to target Dilma and right. her, you know, who, her, who she was, her integrity. Um, it was all in the name of patriotism. Uh, social media is used to further this agenda, and the government approval rate drops to 9%. It's craziness. Uh, eventually, in December of uh, 2015, Congress accepts Dilma's impeachment. Well, and and before that happened, uh, like Clayton was talking about, you know, we saw the contracts with the Petrobras and the construction companies and the main political parties right. taking the briberies. Um, and then we we see the entire investigation of uh, Sergio Moro, which was the federal judge. You know, all that unfold. And he was gunning for Dilma the entire time. I mean, right, we, right. we knew what his agenda was. And at the end of the day, he was going to impeach her no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and everyone else. I mean, this was a half and half. Like, we had half of the House saying, we need Dilma. We can't have another president just going out the door just like that. We, had, we just had Lula, you know, get out of the House. Now we have a fresh new president. She's the first woman elected. Like, this is great. You know, Brazil looks great right now. Mm-hmm. We don't need another scandal. And, and so they were like, well... It's not going to happen. We're going to have to impeach her. So that's what happened. They ended up impeaching her. And Tamer, uh, Michelle Tamer, became uh, the president. Which it was like this interim presidency. It was like... Um, Which they, you saw in the military regime. So yes. it was very much like that. We went back pretty much almost 40 years. You know, like, Talk which, about taking one I, step forward. And <laughs> I don't know if you remember, four score back. Kelsey, from the, <laughs> from the documentary, but... Um, they, there's that conversation that is uh, aired that they have where uh, I believe it's Tamer or it's um, the, the the meat company or JBS a, yes, yeah with and, the brothers and, uh, they're talking about the, the drop in money and the exchange right. of money and that they needed uh, Dilma out they right. wanted Tamer in and because was, they knew that they can control the government that way mm-hmm. they knew that because he was a puppet yes right. they and, had to make that Dilma, profit because she launched this massive investigation you know I mean like this was. It got all the way to, to back to the U.S. Like these, the CIA was involved at this point. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, they they were deep into it. They were trying to figure out what was going on. Why you know why Brazil was the way it was, mm-hmm. um, and then so the, they're gunning for for Dilma the entire time. Um, uh, so so um, Dilma denies the corruption. Right. right. I mean, and, and 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 with every right, she was not implicated. They did it matter? Find, but it didn't matter. She was still turned into a witch hunt. Sure, sure, absolutely. Dilma's, I mean, this is... Lula's detained. Dilma is not looking great. It, it's becoming this whole thing where they're calling for her impeachment. Moro is 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 you know. Well, at the point, Lula had not been uh, detained yet. He, really? Uh, he, this was just terms. There were talking terms to, to detain him. Well, I thought he was detained and forced to testify at that point. He wasn't detained as he was later on. You're talking about the, the, the hearing that he yes. had with, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Sergio Moro, the, the federal judge? Yes. Yeah. So at that point, although that, that was kind of just a, 
really a formal hearing. Yes, he was attained, but it wasn't really like he was serving jail time at mm-hmm. that point. He was just waiting to, to figure out what was actually going to happen to him. And at that point, he had actually not been um, given any federal charges. Okay. And so they were trying to figure out if that apartment actually did implicate him in those corruption it's, charges. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was all these little things. And then um, with Dilma, they were saying she was corrupt, you know, um, and uh, some people said she was a snake, but what happened? Sometimes snakes grow wings, and no, they fucking don't. No, <laughs> Is they that how don't. We get I mean, what's what, what guy, What's her name? Are you talking about the one that she was like? I hope you forgive me, but I'm doing this for your grandchildren. Yes. Uh, I, um, her name was, I don't care, she was the worst. You thought um, that later. Like, and and, and Dilma wasn't, That's what it the is. thing with Dilma <laughs> is, she wasn't necessarily corrupt. She was trying to shine a light on it, but she did delay a transfer of funds to cover budget, uh, right. budget gaps. And, and, and which is not good. When that comes to light, when you bring out, we're going to get into the corruption, we're going to see what's happening here, and then you yourself have done something that right. looks real shady. And what's crazy is that for each one of those contracts, you know, between the construction companies and Petrobras, there was a 3% bribery. I mean, we're oh, talking yeah. about millions and millions of dollars. Follow the money, honey. Up. God. Mm. Woo. So this was, this was compared to, again, more of a coup than an impeachment. Right. Oh, it absolutely was. It was another coup. So this was another golpe no Estado do Brasil. And at this time, it was to take Dilma out of the presidency at any cost. You know, it didn't sure. matter who they were trampling over, they were going to do it. And, and at this point, uh, Eduardo uh, Cunha? Cunha. Cunha. He, he comes into light. He's another PMBD right. snake. He's uh, the president He's of the lower used. house. Yes. He bought, he bought his vote. He's a crook. And... Uh, he, he uses his funds, he hides his funds in a website called Jesus.com. Yeah. and uh, Which is like when you were a kid and you go to porn.com and you're like, <laughs> that's where all the boobs are, right? <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> the documentary that, that we keep referring to, um, if you guys didn't hear earlier, it is called The Edge of Democracy, and that's by Petra Costa. And if uh, you decide to watch it, um, you will see, you know, everything that we're talking about here, um, especially what we're, we just discussed right now with Cunha and, um, all of the, um, <laughs> the briberies and all the And I'll admit, man, watching this documentary, it, it took a fucking it heartbreaking. I had to watch The Good Place afterwards to yeah. get myself back into, into a good, good place. Uh, right. I had to watch some because <laughs> I, I, I realized, you know, these people through all this time, because, because just, just, we're just going to, let's, let's run through it real quick. But what you're going to see here for the rest of the, the Dilma stuff is the people ended up voting 80% to keep her there. Yeah. 80% of the people, the majority by far, and it didn't mean a damn thing. And you see these people broken. And there, there's nothing more um, humbling than having to clean out your own office after something like that. Damn. After the people said, we still want you, we still believe in you, this isn't worth it, This like we can't do this. Um, and uh, having to settle for that impeachment when the people have turned against you, the same people that you fought for. Um, it, it broke me to a degree that I was like, there's no point to anything. I, it was very much like Cheaty in uh, season three, where I'm like, nothing means anything. The true, the true philosophy you should subscribe to is nihilism. Because do you, <laughs> do you fight for a tomorrow that you might never see? Even if, you know, you're going to die before it. Or do you live in the moment and accept that this is it yeah. and talking with Clayton por que no los dos yeah I think it kind of has to be because if you want to get the energy to fight for another day you have to 
give a shit about where you're at. Right. And, and the only way to do that is to enjoy your life at least a little bit, you know? You have to find satisfaction in the little stuff to propel you forward. And for me, at least, that, that helps me deal with the fact that we are, to borrow Don Quixote, we're tilting at windmills. These are big, big problems. Mm -hmm. The True. biggest. And are we going to beat them? I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue. But uh, I figure it's worth a shot, and I'm going to do the stuff that keeps me in the game. Yeah. And that, I think that's a better idea than just rolling over and saying, we're, we were fucked when we were born, you know? Yeah. We were beaten then, and instead try and keep going. Yeah. Um, bringing it back around to, to Dilma. Thank you, Clayton. Um, Thank you, Clayton. Uh, so Cheers. we see her, her impeachment steadily moving forward. She's suspended. Right. And... Was it just me, or was that like the most sexist thing where they were oh, like, <laughs> absolutely? And it, and you see at the very end all these congressmen hugging each other, all men, all white men, all white men, all hugging all each other, all white men, and going, we fucking impeached her. Fuck the bitch. That is literally what they mm -hmm. said. They said, fuck that bitch. Bye, para puta que pariu. And I'm not gonna say the rest. Because it was freaking nasty. Yeah. But let me tell you, that is exactly what they did. Just because they were men and they felt like right. she did not belong. As she, as the suspension is taking place, they are there with these shit-eating grins. And they're laughing saying, bye, dear. Oh, goodbye. Yeah. And it's it's infuriating. Bolsonaro took the stand and he and he was up there talking, you know, talking all sorts of shit about her. And at the very end, he said, we're doing this for Jesus. We're doing this for our fundamentalists. Our... Our, our fundamental ways, you know, for, mm -hmm. for the people, for, what? In the name of the Lord, in, in the name, the of, the name family, of Jesus, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, I, I declare this woman must leave. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare we are a Christian state again. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I say, we give them all guns. So, and he's about all of this. They're all southerners down there. Do now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, um, that, that's going to be my, my Bolsonaro voice for the rest of it. He goes, um, <laughs> They call me rude, homophobic, fascist, etc. I'm a hero, but he's all those things and none of the last. Is that he, he's not I a mean, hero? He's openly homophobic. He and is. racist. Mm -hmm. and yeah, he says he even said he'd kill his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't think I could tolerate a gay son. Like that's a direct mm -hmm. position. Yeah, this he's, isn't speculation. Not like, at all. No. He doesn't hide it. He doesn't feel the need to hide it. He doesn't it. care for LGBT at all. He powers in the numbers and everybody... People. He doesn't yeah. care for black people. He thinks that slaves are fucking shit. And yeah, Kelsey, he, he'd make you a slave real yeah, fast. Yeah, well, that's why I'm not trying to go to Brazil. <laughs> but, you know, it's like one of them things when... Well, you're in the U.S. and it ain't far off from Brazil, <laughs> bud. Hey, it's close enough away. <laughs> but it's like one of them things, too, when you have people in power, especially in that position with misogynists and people like that. They are going to do anything and everything in their power to make sure it stays a good old boy club. That's right. And everybody that has power looks like them while they try to belittle each other, make more money than each other, and do all the gay shit that they hate people to do exactly. behind closed doors. Oh, yeah, man. And have sex with people of color as well. Cause and, you know, they, <laughs> they do that, too. They're doing all this. They're, they're, they're denouncing, you know, all, all the advancements we make. And I'm not blaming it on the lizard people this time. This time, I'm blaming it on Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Brazilian? Lizard? Lizian? I'm just saying, man. Lizzo? I'm just, I'm just is saying. Is Lizzo a lizard person? She might is be. Is she more, you think she's Pleiadian or Anunnaki? She might be Jurassic. That's how, all I'm How saying. long do we let this go? <laughs> <laughs> My Moving on. So now... <laughs> 
So we see the fall of Doma. Oh, and she falls hard. Oh, she fucking yeah. does, and she's still falling. <laughs> it's it's so sad. Um, but you can as, still hear her screams. As someone said, you cut off the arm to preserve the rest. They didn't care who they lost in this witch hunt, in this impeachment. They didn't care about their own people that they had going for that, because as long as they got that party out of the way, they could lose as many as they want and re. Uh, Remake or remake those numbers yeah, in no and time, which is exactly what happened. Yes. I mean, we see, you know, the Partido dos Trabalhadores, which is PT. Um, we we see PNDB, you know, break off from them mm-hmm. because of the scandals, and and at that point they're like, well, we're not going to associate with you know ourselves with you guys because of the, everything that's happened with uh, Lula and Doma mm-hmm. and. Well, and Lula wasn't even in in a spotlight again as much until Dilma was out of the way. They moved her out of the way. They got her done. And she, she says during her final trial, which, you know, it, it, you, you could hear the room silence when she says, we will all be judged by history. And those people that took the bribes, those people that, you know, were paid to, to go against her, you kind of feel them all go, oh. Yeah, but <laughs> they did it anyway. But they did it anyway. So... Guess so, it didn't mean that much, did it? Not at all. Nah. Um, so now we are at the Bolsonaro administration. Well, r- real quick before that, one thing I, I do want to point out is uh, in July of 2017, uh, Moro sentences Lula to a nine and a half years in prison. Lula, it, during May of that year, was demonized and given a chance to defend himself. In February of that year, his wife died, and he's a broken man. Mm-hmm. It's all the lead up to him going to jail. Mm-hmm. And then... From nine and a half years, it goes to 12 years. And in a month. In a month. They, they They up it again. Yeah. And one of the crazy things is that, you know, um, uh, BBC and um, people from Britain were like, this is crazy. They don't hold justice to the same degree we do. Mm-hmm. The most important right of a defendant is the right to an impartial judge. Right. And Moro was not. It was very Count of Monte Cristo-esque, where mm. he, 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 he's the one who, who put out the, the evidence and then he's the one who judged on it when he was involved in all of it. He wasn't impartial. It was all a takedown. And that's something we learn about later on, that it was all meant to just take them down. Kind of like how Scarecrow had that court system in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm part of the problem now. I'm, like, and, I'm and part of the problem the, the now. The corruption goes there. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, uh, Bolsonaro, like you said, he... Um, well, actually, um, I, I did just forget. Tamar. Oh. We, we, you know, I mean, his corruption came to light after uh, right, Dilma, with, uh, and that's where the eighty percent people were saying, "Investigate this motherfucker!" Right, and they, they at that point, they were like, "This is too much. We just had now through two presidents, just go right on through, yeah. and now we can't have this." And it, it was, it was all... set up in a great way to where they could get two people out quickly to then say, guys, we can't do this a third time. Come on, we're going to be the laughing stock of the world if we change presidents like we change clothing. Yeah. <laughs> Can we though? Yes, we can. As the people, we should have the right to do that. <laughs> yeah. As the people, we have rights that should exist and do exist on paper, but not in actuality. Exactly. We only impeach right. everybody until we get one. Right. And then going back <laughs> to uh, the conversation that Temer had with uh, the Batista brothers, you know, and those contracts. And, um, I mean, that is what implicated him, and that is the reason why he was thrown out of office. Well, and the same people that called for Dilma's impeachment due to her corruption uh, changed her yeah, tune. Yeah, that's quote-unquote, cool, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, changed her tune when uh, Tamer is, is to be investigated. It, it, was, it was all set up. Yeah. It was all set up. And, uh, you know, he isn't investigated, even though 80% of the people want him investigated, and the people do what the people do best. 
they protest, they riot in the streets, but this time they're meant they're they're, they're met with police and military and they're like, "Nope. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're done here." And the people are broken. Except for the people in the camp of those in power. Right. And that's the, one of the sad things. They you can see it in their eyes. They believe they're right. They believe they've chosen correctly. And it's this thing where we believe we're right until we're not. But these people, they, they're like, I mean, no, those are the vote, idiots. And, you know, you may regret it down the line, but it still doesn't change anything. But this leads to Bolsonaro rising to power. Right. And that's where we are now. He calls himself the, I'm their new redeemer, even though he's an anti-democratic. Right, so the Trump know. of the <laughs> tropics. Yeah. How do you feel about him, Clayton? Not great, I gotta tell you. <laughs> why is that? Please elaborate. Did we hit the whole racist, homophobe, xenophobe, sex? I mean, we can hit it all up again because... Oh, uh, you don't hit it as much as you hit your gay son and hope he don't come out that way. That's Bolsonaro. Right. <laughs> it's just a whip, right? Yeah, a just lot a of whip. Also oh, just... come out literally and figuratively yeah. from the womb and the closet. It's... <sighs> gotcha. Bolsonaro. <laughs> yeah. he is... I think Trump of the Tropics is just right because he, he is stupid and <laughs> short-sighted in all the exact same way. He wants like, to uh, the only the difference country. is that he actually uh, decided to join the military. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't defer. No burn, bones, burns. <laughs> Don't burn him anymore. He's sunburned as hell. <laughs> At least he's not a draft dodger. Right, <laughs> exactly. There's like one fucking thing we can say about him. <laughs> he fought for his country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now he's fighting against it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's better, but... Uh, no, I fucking hate this guy. Uh, I hate everything he stands for. Um, I hate his stance towards the native population. I hate what he's doing to the Amazon. And I think that he either misunderstands what the consequences of this are going to be, or he is so indifferent and mm-hmm. so short-sighted and just so devil-may-care about the future of his own country yes. that it doesn't matter. And that's the problem with a lot of them are. They only care about what they have now versus what people will need later. So when you don't care about the later, you don't care about progressing your mind oh, yeah, or the votes. And later may not come, and yeah, the money is now. Exactly, and money, you can't take it with you. So what's the point of having it all? Because basically this is what it all boils down to with all this corruption. is like people want to be rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you die tomorrow? You're dead. That rich shit ain't yeah, going to bring you back to life. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, <laughs> so it's like that's, That seems to be the only motivation. Exactly, and, which, is, which and sucks. And you were saying um, his stance is on, on the Native people, you know, which one of the first things that he did in office was actually... Um, so FUNAI, which is F-U-N-A-I, they oversee the indigenous populations and their rights. Um, and the very first thing that he did when he took office was take that function away from Funai mm-hmm. and give it to the Ministry of Agriculture, which so happened to be the same people that were taking bribes from JBS. So you already see that corruption flowing right away, and nobody's trying to you know investigate him at all, like whatsoever. I mean, we're we're just like we're just sitting there, just just waiting, you know, the whole fucking world collapses and the Amazon burns out to the fucking ground and. Right. We'll die. But, you know... Basically. These all people the, don't All care. of the powerful interests are aligned right now. Exactly. And that's the fucking worst thing that can happen to a government. You, you need there to be some conflict. You need there to be some push and pull. Mm-hmm. Because if everybody who wants the same thing gets all the power, then you're just fucking going. Yes. Nothing stops you. Yeah. And that's... 
that feels like where we're at, and that's an extremely dangerous place. Absolutely. For the most biodiverse place on Earth. Right. Yes. Literally making up, uh, what is it, 20% of, of all Earth's our air. Oxygen, yep. And it uh, houses 10% of the uh, all of species in the world. Because uh-huh. guess what? We're about to start paying for air in like two generations. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's going to be air in a can, just. Quick note 20% of the oxygen thing, that's not true. What? Yeah, sorry. This has been quoted a billion okay, so, times. Okay, so correct this. It's about 5%. Almost all of the oxygen that we get comes from the ocean. Almost. Oh. We're fucking that up, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to say that we aren't fucked, because we are 100% fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, I just, yeah, science, whatever. These, these, well, that's still, these that's, ways, thank that's you still, us. Like, real, that's still a significant portion. Oh, yeah, no, 5% that. is a shitload. I mean, yeah. think about how big the world, world is, and the ozone layer being depleted, and the, how bad air is in general, and it doesn't get any cleaner. Right. Over this the is years. a hit we do not need to take. Definitely. It's a hit we should not take. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, but but he doesn't care. He even said that he will he will burn it down with in a centimeter. You know, there won't be a centimeter left. A and millimeter. Then, okay. And then he's like, "Oh, I misspoke. So, yeah. I meant a millimeter." But that was not. He was not referring to the burning indigenous of the people exactly. Though. And so and it was he about was the taking the land that they so rightly deserve and that they just won in court. And what happened when they won in court? We all know the <laughs> fires went ablazing. Yeah. Yeah. So if I get if I state this wrong, I hope you correct me, but. Just to put in perspective how much the Amazon is burning compared to like the United States, the amount of Amazon that's on fire is equivalent from Florida to almost Upper Maine of the United States mm-hmm. being on fire. That house, that's how much bigger the East Eastern, Coast. yeah, East Coast is on fire compared to America because that's how big Brazil is. I think people underplay the amount. Well, the ma- of, the land mass yeah, is the land okay, approximately the same. Where it's yeah. just by off by like maybe a thousand. Uh, yeah, no, I totally buy that. Brazil yes. is one of the biggest contiguous continents yes. on earth. So think about that. Or countries, <laughs> Jesus. He could care less about the Amazon burning. I mean, this is part of his agenda. He wants it to burn, and why? Please enlighten us, Clayton. Well, um, basically, there's a whole hell of a lot of money to be made this way. And so, how? let's talk about the main exports shall we no um so have we talked about jbs yet we've talked about it we've talked about the the contracts and the scandals but again jbs our largest meat company in the world the world the whole blue marble yeah and they have four main plants uh which one of them happens to be right here in colorado and Greeley. and uh, they want to smells like that because of our (laughs) great environmental laws Mm -hmm. they happen to spill all sorts of nastiness from the meats into our waterways it's the fucking worst yeah so we're all gonna fucking die <laughs> but I mean that's inevitable. But you know it just might uh, kill us a little bit faster. I can only hope. So, <laughs> so yeah. So one of the things that we keep hearing about the Amazon is the Amazon is on fire. Yeah, that is what people say. But the the correction to that I like is the Amazon is being burned. Right. That is the that is no. the correct way to say this. Because these are not natural fires. I mean, there are natural fires. There are natural. There are sure, plenty, sure. especially in the dry season. You know, this isn't a this but is this a common is occurrence difference. every year. It, yes, very much so. I mean, there are thousands of fires that happen in the Amazon during the dry season. But this is politically motivated. Yeah, I, I think. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Your sentiment is dying and being killed. Yeah, basically. 
I wouldn't say such and such died if they were shot in the fucking face. Right. I would tell you they got murdered. Yes. And that is the situation. So the fires are up 80% from a normal year. This isn't the worst year on record for the record. Okay. A really, no. really, nice. really screwed up El Nino back when... A little boy? Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> El Nino, the weather pattern. Yes. Uh, well, there's a whole generation that grew up with that phenomenon. This was also during a time where deforestation was way, way worse. Right. Um, which we're heading back into now. Yeah, we're and it it's slowed down. It slowed down for a yeah, couple no. decades. We, you know. Man, great work was being done. Mm-hmm. And that's what fucking really breaks the heart about this thing is we know we can fix this. We do know we can fix right. it. Right, and we, at, at some point, we almost were there. You know, we stopped it, or it didn't stop completely, but it slowed down. And so we were able to catch up and plant trees and be able to, you know, get to a point where people like, actually we cared about okay, it a little right. bit. You remember that? Yeah. Planting a tree yeah, in the I Amazon. Mean, like, and and you had all the PSAs in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, like the uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. G.I. Um, Joe. Captain um, Planet. Right. I mean, yeah, we, we had... They Fuck, raised Kevin us better Spacey than had their, like... Fuck that guy! I felt like we fuck that guy. Was, hey, no. but he Wait, saved trees though. First we talk about El Nino, and now we're talking about Kevin Spacey. Don't let him and El Nino. So many keep Ninos. him away from the Nino. Planting wood and things. <laughs> Come on, man. But that was annoying, Grant. Sorry, man. You you fucking lost me, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, it's, pretty hard to be on it's one of those weird too. things where when someone is outed as a pedophile, suddenly they're no longer popular. It's crazy. Almost like it should happen more often. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the Amazon is on fire, and Kevin Spacey's not in there. No, so the Amazon shame. is being burned. <laughs> yeah, the Amazon is being burned. Um, it's a land grab. It is openly a land grab. Yeah. And whether or not, so Bolsonaro has denied any involvement because that's what you fucking do when people right. ask you questions. Um, and whether or not he is actually involved, it doesn't matter. He pulled the teeth out of their equivalent of the environmental yeah. protection. And I mean, it's, he is the president. He is yeah. supposed to be fucking fixing this. You set the tone yes. for right. the country. Mm-hmm. So so when the country is responding this way, that's on you. Right. And this is what's happening. And sure, like his lunatic follower, that's a shitty thing to say. I mean, it, it might be defamation of character, but let's say it anyway. Yeah. Whatever. His, <laughs> his, his cult. His adherents. <laughs> We're not that popular. I yeah, 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 yeah. We're not going to get the clown for it. <laughs> They're setting fires in solidarity at this point. Yeah. Like this is... Burning down the Amazon is now a political action, uh-huh. which is totally insane. And by the way, the only people that are profiting from this are the gigantic agribusiness. So uh, it's 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 their MAGA hat, but to an absurd degree. I mean, he ran to make Brazil great again. Yeah, he that said was so. his campaign slogan. Yeah, it seriously was. So interesting. Again, Trump of the tropics, <laughs> yeah. not off base. No, real. not at all. Was it hat red or green? Uh. uh so the G7, uh, G7 recently uh, came in, and they, uh, they right? Or, no, the G7 is not happening until Saturday. Is it, the, well, no, did, just, no, it did, came and went. It, yeah, it oh, came and it, went. It's this, it's done. This, this Saturday? No. Saturday? Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Just recently. Right. <laughs> so let me try that again. <laughs> I put that thing dude, down, flip it in reverse. Anymore. I told you, I'm fucking Hey, that will right, happen man. when you get old, man. <laughs> That's just true, man. So the G7 just recently offered help, right? That was not from the G7. Oh, then who was that from? Well, that was from France and the other countries that do believe in climate change and that this is actually affecting climate change. It, but it was going to be a European... It was basically the European Union. An aid package. Yeah. I was going to say bailout. That's not right. They just wanted to... Almost a humanitarian where we just want this to stop. Yeah. They wanted to contribute funds to put out the fire, which is a pretty no-shit thing to do. Yes. Right. And... 
unfortunately, Bolsonaro and Macron got in some sort of argument. Over and something stupid. It was literally of just course. words with these folks. Mm-hmm. It was name-calling. Yeah. Kindergarten shit. Right. Were they talking about each other's wives? Or something? Bolsonaro said something shitty about Macron's wife. And Macron said something shitty about Bolsonaro. He goes, I bet you your wife will put out all the gay boys. And she's like, my kids ain't gay. And then they punched each other. And then they I'm kissed. Sure. On Twitter. And yeah, then like they that. kissed. They Twitter punched. <laughs> they did do a lot of Twitter boxing. Uh, that- so... All this fucking nonsense. Nobody cares. Yeah. The only thing anyone gives a shit about is whether or not we're going to do something about this. If and action the is going to be taken. No. So what? Yeah. Bolsonaro, and I'm pretty sure this was just sort of a... Okay, so... Bolsonaro won't take the $20 million unless there's an official apology from Macron. Right. Which, which is, is probably not coming. Because that's childish and idiotic. But right. Macron should probably just swallow his pride and do it. But right. the long and short of it is... Bolsonaro is obsessed with this concept of sovereignty that he gets to decide what happens in the own in his own borders. Right. And even you, though the Amazon is shared with how many countries? Eight. Yeah. Eight countries. And so, what about the air that we breathe? Right. That's the and thing. fumes and those things of that nature. Solidarity is a fucking myth. <laughs> We're seeing what is it? Uh, Sao Paulo's uh, fifteen hundred kilometers away from the Amazon, and they're seeing black clouds of smoke and smelling all the burning coming from the Amazon. And I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's a long like that's a long right. distance, dude. You know, for, for them to be seeing those clouds of smoke, the skies black. That's those. The jet those stream big fucking fires does not give a fuck. Where you live, right? <laughs> True. Things travel. So this this concept that he that even just Brazil or even the United States gets to decide everything that happens in its borders with no input from the outside world, and that's just how it is. That concept is outmoded and dead ass wrong, and it's right. time I to agree. lose it. So that's kind of where we're at. I mean, the the world wants one world, to help. right? What happened to that? Remember? Yeah, I don't even care anymore. We are one world. world. I, we I, are one. I, I, I'm kind of hoping for 45, and uh, you know, then, then then be done. I don't think the uh, way the way this planet's headed is, you know, we're not going to make it that much longer. Yeah. yeah. So sure. download these episodes as fast as you can, folks. <laughs> get them wherever the you get your your uh, music and podcasts. That's escaping podcast at DanielLovesYou.com. So, um, so G7 just happened. What was that all about? I mean. It's basically more of the same. Um, most of Europe is considering shutting down uh, trade with Brazil, specifically shutting down anything that could harm the Amazon. That's right, the beef industry, coffee, leather, sugar, coffee. Yeah. exactly. And that's Soybeans. another thing too, because coffee's already about to go on extinct because of the soils being too hot, because global temperatures are rising. So the co- uh, coffee I mean, and cocoa beans. Oh yeah, yeah we're, we're running out of white yeah, cloth yeah, here in the states too. Is all over. So exactly. That's not just being grown like naturally. Anymore, yeah, but so. then you got the bees too, because when the bees go, that's that's something that we took seriously you know, for a little bit. They're not endangered anymore. Are they not? Yeah, no, they're. Okay. They're actually okay. Good. Yeah, we'll take forever. They that's deserve the earth. They deserve <laughs> the earth. Now. We don't. <laughs> they don't be here. It kills me that that's the one we took seriously. Because that's, that's the one things, that would have killed. Well, they were working on robotic bees. You remember that? When they were working on robotic bees? Yeah, I do. Artificial pollinators. Yeah. Black like Mirror, Richie too. Rich movie? Yes. Yeah. And actually. Black Mirror. But they were going to artificially pollinate all of Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, who needs exactly yeah. Who needs Safety Mother Nature? sex? I mean, which is what we, we would do if other species went extinct. We would try to do it robotically. And it's been said all throughout is that, like, you know, if something happens, I mean, heck, that's why we're creating robots, isn't it? Like Robots that can shoot guns now. Like, Have you seen that? Humans, like, <laughs> they t- they're teaching robots how to shoot targets. Anyway, now. we're derailing you guys. Nuts. All right, let's 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 jump back into... G7, yes. 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 I think we basically... The world wants to do something about this... Bolsonaro does not. Right. And he's the line that everyone has to go through in order to do something in Brazil legally. Right? That makes sense. So it's coming to the point where someone's going to have to do something illegally, which may well happen. Yeah. And we all get to deal with the fallout. Right. And uh, you know, with the <laughs> agriculture business, um, we're, we're seeing a lot of this the, the harm being done to the actual indigenous people residing in the Amazon. You know, we're, we're even, uh, what are the, the uh, Guajajara, uh, their tribe, you know, they're, they're the actually. Guardians of the forest. Right. Yes. They are little fighters. I mean, they're armed to the teeth, mm. and every single day, you know, they're fighting illegal poachers, they're fighting illegal uh, deforestation, and they're at the forefront, and they're the ones that are losing their land to these poachers and the forest, you know, uh, deforestations and big companies. And they're the only ones actually trying to... I mean, I'm not saying they're the only ones because obviously there are a lot of people out there you know, trying to figure out how, to, how we're going to do this. Right. But they're the ones that inside of it all, mm-hmm. literally inside, you know, while everything is burning around them and they're seeing their entire history just go down in flames. Right. So, you know, we, we go from there and, and we see... So we see what the indigenous people are doing, um, you know, and how they're, they're giving their part. Now, how... How the other corporations are, you know, how are they playing a role into this? Like, we've talked about GBS, and I mean, they are at the forefront of everything that's evil in the Amazon. Yes. Um, you know, we've talked about their contracts extensively throughout this podcast, uh, this episode today. Um, you know, just through all, all of the different administrations in Brazil, how they've been just involved, deeply involved through every single contract and every single illegal activity within the government. Um, and then we're still seeing that today. I mean, if you look at the numbers of how much money they're bringing in each year, and and this is not even in Brazil, did you know that they're, they're <laughs> the plant that profits the most is actually in the United States and is the one in here in Green. Colorado. That's Ooh, crazy. Correct. Yeah. Um, Damn. So yeah, it, it it's it's insane, Fucking man. Colorado. I mean, we're we're talking billions and billions and billions of dollars, and this is how these guys are able to literally control the world, and they do control the world. This is not some fucking conspiracy theory. Yeah. The Batista brothers have been able to literally control governments throughout the entire, you know, all nations. Like, well, and I mean, there there was that great quote, and uh, you know, we we do got to wrap it up here in just a minute, but I, I'd like to read this quote that uh, was at the end of the documentary that. Man, it, it's, it, it's, you'll hear. It's from an ancient Greek philosopher. Democracy is only working when the rich feel threatened. Otherwise, oligarchy takes over. From father to son, from son to grandson, from grandson to great-grandson, and so on in succession. We are a republic of families. Some control the media, others control the banks. They own the sand, the rock, the iron. And also often, it happens that they get tired of democracy, of its rule of law. How do we deal with the pain of being thrown into a future that looks as bleak as our darkest past? What do we do when the mask of civility falls and what appears is an ever more haunting image of ourselves? 
Where do we gather the strength to walk through the ruins and start anew? At what point do we say enough is enough? I mean, we've been saying enough is enough. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. How do you say exactly. enough is enough in a way that matters? I mean, I guess I wish I knew the answer to Take the stand yeah. and, and you know run for run for office. Death and change. The people in power have to die out, and new people have to replace well, them. Well, that's the exactly. thing. Like, yeah, but I people, that, yeah. but people in power die all the time, you know. And like, then some other asshole. Yeah, because they're being groomed into the positions, and they just keep it in that club, that fraternity. So when you do, when we want to vote somebody in power, we have like an electoral college mm-hmm. that allows the system to be hacked. And then you get the person that loses the popular vote by like 10 million, mm-hmm. not to be the president, for example. Right. And then situations that are occurring now might not have happened if that was said to happen. But it's one of those things too, like, we have to figure out a way, because we, the people, have the power. Mm-hmm. There's more of the people that care than there are the shitty yes. ones. So we got to figure out how to come together ourselves to get this shit really actually done. You know, and it's one of those things. We we, we, we like it in the movies. We like yeah. seeing a Bugs Life, you know, Disney, Pixar, like with Flint. Yeah. Or um, what you call it from um, Hunger Games? What you call it? Uh, the PETA guy? No, not PETA. <laughs> Katniss. Katniss. She stood up. She put up little threes and whatnot. That's right. She threw up gang signs. Yeah, she, she did. Like, no, we need to rise up. And do I all mean, that. I, I, I think, like you said, it's all cute in the game until you got to be the one exactly. to die for it. it. It's good in fiction. Nobody wants to be Joan of Arc. Right. We, well, we're in a comic book store. Yes. We've got heroes that are yes. around that can do great things. Yes. But then we got to realize that we don't live in a world of heroes. And that is oh, me yeah. getting dire. And I don't do that in a dour in this yeah. you know, podcast. <laughs> but like I said, after watching this documentary, I watched A Good Place. And the question at the end of it was, what do we owe each other? None of us are in this alone. If there are no moral desserts, what do we owe each other? We owe each other everything. Everything. Exactly. But nobody thinks that way. No, I mean, no one say nobody. No. People well, do think do. that way. It's just it's easy enough. for that to be quilled. It yeah. is. I mean, exactly. I just think that not enough people think that way. Though. It's funny how like we go back We're to... We're content. Yes. We're very content. If we go back to them believing in the Bible and all that, do unto others. Yeah, do unto you others. You wouldn't want us to do unto you if that's the way you want the world to really be. We have to take care of each other. We have to be nice. We have to be compassionate because that's the type of energy that holds us together. Because if it doesn't, we break down. And it's anarchy. Well, and that's why I liked what Clayton said. You got to have both. Yes. You do have to fight for that tomorrow. Yes. Even if it's not your tomorrow. Yes. I mean, you there's got to be a balance of good and evil. Yes. You know, like, I mean, I think that evil is necessary so that we can wake up. I mean, exactly. I'd like to do some evil towards Bolsonaro. Because if you if there was no evil, you have nothing to learn from or exactly. know how to be better. Yeah, no threats of violence here. Exactly. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, just slander and cyberbullying. I, I, I'd like to make him think his, his forehead's Twitter. too big. I'm sorry, but once or again. his eyes are too close together. Or maybe you <laughs> talk about his weight. You know? Like, the guy could go on a diet. We cyberbully him. The dude yes. is comfortable being called a Nazi. It's the worst. What I don't do know how to. I don't know. I gotta Pressure. find something like <laughs> uneven eyebrows. Cool. And he goes, no. And maybe that's <laughs> it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any ideas. He is he's such an evil person. And I don't know what to do about it. But we are real close to being out of time here. Geo, final points. Hit us with them. I mean, it's, um, there's a lot that we can do. You know, not not just for the Amazon, but um, just just to do our part. You know, in general on Earth, um, recycle, reduce, mm-hmm. reuse. You know, we, uh, just revolt. 
Rise up. Revolutions. I mean, take a stand, you know, no violence. I would never condone any violence, but uh, take a stand, you know, uh, fight for what you believe in. And yes. if and hopefully that's uh, for the greater good of uh, humanity. Um, what uh, thoughts do you have, Clayton? <laughs> so this is this has kind of been uh, a little bit bleak, especially toward the end here. So I guess I just want to say, like, we're going to get through this. Yeah. Everybody. Like, this is not the end of us. We are not playing yet anyway. with dangerous things. <laughs> and, you know, this fucking fascist bullshit comes in waves. Um, th this is the third or fourth time we've, we've gone through this. And it always seems like everybody's waiting for permission to do the shitty thing. Mm -hmm. Like... In this country, it was permission to be fucking racist and horrible to each other. <laughs> True. Just and like they we were saw given a in voice. fucking yeah. Richmond and shit. Yeah. And there, it's it's permission to to move into these areas that were protected for so, so long. And I, I get that everybody wants to stick their hand in the cookie jar <laughs> every now and then. Mm -hmm. But I also know that the vast majority of us get it. Right. And maybe this is just some childish thing that we need to get out of our systems and this is going to be ugly and we're going to have a fight about it but we're going to be better when we're done with this these are some rough growing now, pains if now, what you're saying okay. is true hmm. it's either that or this is it but so how <laughs> i'm choosing to see it the one way you know well look okay but that that that's like just you know the world but back to the amazon just real quick what you know what can we do? Like, really, though, what can we do? Because you know that JBS is in power. We know everything that, that what's, like, what's happening right now. But how do we fight that? You know, like, how do we fight that legally? Cyberbullying? <laughs> I mean, I guess we cyberbully a whole hurricane away. I mean, if we could throw nukes at it, then I can call it fat. Is that okay? Uh, I'm not going to body shame it, but I, I, it's a hurricane. It's gonna kill all of us. Uh, Only funnels I love are cake. So, boom. Word. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, so you're just asking what we could do legally. I, what, what ideas do you have? Unless I run for fucking president of Brazil, I don't know. What yeah, it, right. That's one of those things. I don't think any of us here have the answers. I don't think anyone listening has those answers. I think it's a. We start by asking the question. We start by asking the questions. I mean, we're talking about, like, JBS is even getting tax breaks from the United States. Right. You saw the whole thing with the uh, the Chinese tariffs and how that affected farmers. And because they're farmers here, they also were given that tax sure. break. And, like, that's a... The word, we're just all... You know, this is, like, happening all over the place. Mm -hmm. So how... There is no way for us, for common folk, to fight these people. You know the one. The power has to fall to the people, though. But, Again, there are more. Of I us mean, than we're that. talking about like unless we raise fucking anarchy, man, it ain't gonna happen. And like for us to even be able to do that, like this has got to be some organized shit. You know, so, like we're uh, not just talking about like tor tiki torches. Let's just get our tiki torches no, and go out and, there. And, and, and I'm neither no. gonna. I'm not neither gonna condone or. No, absolutely uh, not. No, but, demonize anarchy. No, but look. That's what I'm saying, though. You know, it, it would have to get to that point for right. us to do anything about it because at this, like, none of us have enough power. None of us have a voice enough that, you know, it's got to reach those people and actually make a difference. But we don't need impact. to reach those people. We need to reach those people around us. 
It's at, it's it's asking the questions. It's causing the it's starting the conversation. Yeah, starting conversation. Our right. That's right. the power we have. Yeah, it where hurts. Sure. None of us are able to go and have yeah. a meeting with I mean, Bolsonaro it does not or hurt the talk, president right? or any of that. But what we can do is start these conversations here, and I think that's the point of having this episode is to start the conversation here. Right. Yes. I mean, I, I some I people might feel like because yes. some people might feel like it's just a Brazil issue, but a Brazil issue. It reaches us and it becomes our issue because our issue is a world issue. And being America, we are, quote unquote, the most powerful nation in the world. So our influence goes a lot. So we could start working on us. Maybe we could also start influencing other people. Set the tone. Yes, set the tone. Exactly. To quote my, well, third favorite captain, I guess, the power (laughs) is yours. So the power is ours. Go planet. Go planet, go planet. Um... We do need to wrap up here. Uh, Clayton, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, My pleasure. Man, it, it's, been a, it's been a wild one today, so you know, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a heavy topic, heavy. but yeah. we got to talk about it. Where can the people find you? Or is there any good music you're listening to or any good games? What, 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 are you, what's, what are you enjoying in your life right now? I'm violently allergic to social media, so yes. don't look me up. That's the best solution. <laughs> um, okay. I like that. Uh, what are you enjoying in your life right now? Um... Play a lot of Terraria with my buddy online. Okay. Seattle. I mean, that's not very interesting. <laughs> ah, that's a. Hey, that's hey some people might be into that. You never know. Right. 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 Uh, here's an interesting thing. I do research for drug development for colon cancer medications. Wow. So hopefully, if everything goes really, really, really well, I will be able to actually do something for humanity. But we'll we'll see how that Good all shakes out. As someone no. that lives with you, I believe in you. You've got a really good head on your shoulders. Yeah, I, th- I think you're going to do great. Cheers. Um, Kelsey, what plugs do you got? Um, plugs I got, let's see now. Um, I definitely would recommend watching the documentary Democracy. Edge of Democracy. Edge of Democracy. Yes, on Netflix. It's definitely worth the watch. It's and a heavy one, Mel. Yeah, it's a heavy one, but at the same time, I wouldn't have been a preview to a lot of this information if I didn't know about it. and just to see how our democracy or democracy in itself can be shut down mm-hmm. and risen and corrupted in various places because we get a lot of times stuck in our own bubble here. But once you realize the connection that we do have to the world, like I said before, affects us here. So we definitely got to start paying attention to our brothers and sisters at the Southern, at South America, everywhere else around the world. So just, you know, pay attention to those things and just, you know, keep an open ear, an open mind and just realize like we all in this together. So everybody got to do their part. And I do think one of the things that can hurt people is by hitting them, hitting them in their pockets because it's all about greed and money. (laughs) So if we could find out better ways to not Buy necessary meat yeah, boycott, boycott, boycott these coffee. things, you know, boycott anything that's coming yes. out of Brazil right now. I'm serious, and I'm a Brazilian, <laughs> like, I'm saying this because I believe in what, like, yes, keeping it I, real, I believe in change, and I think that we can do something about it if we just take a stand and we say, you know what, the, the minimum that we can do right now is just say, you know what, I'm not gonna buy these products until all yeah. the shit just it's ends. a choice you can make. Just, at, exactly. at our house, we, just, we and it's a small choice, right. and it's just the you know, it just takes a second of your day to just say, you know what, I'm not gonna have that coffee, I'm not gonna go and buy that beef, I'm just gonna, you know, I, I'm not saying go vegan. Does this mean I have to go back to Red Bull again? <laughs> I just quit it. 
Um, I know because of the uh, acai and the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Taurine, so, yeah, what else is going that. on in your life, Kelsey? I know we just celebrated your your birthday. That was oh yeah, that. we did. I'm still recovering from that. Yeah, so that was, it was a crazy a good, time. It dude. was crazy. It was crazy good time, man. He, I had a blast. May not know this from just hearing his voice, but um, a lesson I learned is never try and keep up with Kelsey on the dance floor. Yeah, you, it's, it's a it's not an easy task. It's not an easy task, and yes. uh, you're gonna feel your age real fast. Yes, I'm feeling that shit right now. But you know, nothing else. Um, really going on, same old, same old. Uh, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Kills for Show. You can find me there, and it's um, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> um, I, as always, want to thank Escape Velocity Comics for letting us record here. It is seriously one of the best things for recording the show. Um, I don't know where we would record if we couldn't do it here. We'd have to go some build our own thing. But uh, <laughs> they're very nice. They they usually have a. Uh, more open mind for letting us record here. As always, our ideas, our opinions are not theirs. No way in shape, form. Uh, res- uh, <laughs> they're they're not us, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we ain't them. They ain't us. They don't hate us because they ain't us. They appreciate us from a distance, and we appreciate them. True that. As always, there is a book of the week for Escape Velocity Comics. Come in and ask your local employee about signing up for that book. This one is Legion of Superheroes Millennium Number 1. Brought to you by some of the greatest talents... This epic story spans the course of 1,000 years and for the very first time connects all of DC's future timelines. That's kind of crazy. Starring the unlikeliest of DC heroes as she learns to cope with newfound immortality and roams through the disparate societies of Batman Beyond, Commandy, and Tommy Tomorrow. Wrestling with her own inner demons and desperately trying to find her purpose in an ever-changing world. Do not miss out on this truly unique take on DC's Tomorrow universe, all leading up to a a special launch on the Millennium. Thank you again, Escape Velocity Comics. Uh, Gio, you had some plugs for us. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I'd like to thank uh, Clayton for his wonderful insight. Um, we already plugged him. We could have talked a, lot, a little bit more about climate change. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to it when the no, world's burning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, What's that anyway. stupid meme? Maybe it's time to ask uh, Billy Joel if his generation did start the fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, had a great Harlem, evening tonight. Yes. Um, you know, I know that we're all about escaping, and we try to keep things light and talk about comic books. But these are things that we cannot escape. This is our reality. This is the reality that we're living in today, and this is something that needs to change, and something that we need to do. And just you know, start a conversation. Just get talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, spread the word. I know a lot of you did not know any of the information that was given on this podcast today. Um, I know it was a lot to take in, but we appreciate you guys for sticking through, and uh, thank you guys again. Um, also, I'd like to plug in the Terrarium Shop. So if you have not heard about them... We talked um, about them last episode a little bit, yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, So they're actually still doing the uh, their month-long promotion on their glass vial necklaces, uh, which they will be donating 100% of their proceeds to the Amazon Conservation Team, an organization dedicated to protecting the biodiversity, culture, and health of the ecosystem, the flora, the fauna, and its people. So please check them out. Um, you can find them online at the uh, terrariumshop.com that's t-e-r-r-o-r-i-u-m or on facebook instagram and more just google them they strive to practice ethical and legal foraging to to bring you amazing creations and all of their products are locally sourced Um, they even offer classes on how to make these beautiful creations so be sure to check them out and contribute to an awesome cause Um, the other thing too is uh I mean, uh, obviously everyone's heard about Hurricane Dorian and uh, how much it's affected uh, the people in the Bahamas and the people on the east coast of the U.S. 
Um, you know, and I'm not saying fucking thoughts and prayers out here, man. We got to do shit about it. Mm-hmm. So volunteer if you can, donate if you can. You know, just watch out for your brothers and sisters and uh, just be nice, man. Be kind. You know, it's chaos. Be kind. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, next week, we will be covering anime and manga. That's going to be a Ooh, wild, yes. wild fucking episode. This yes. one was a little more on the serious side. That's, uh, that next week is going to be crazy, spiky yes. hair, energy blast kind of We got to give it to your heart before we soften it up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Escaping Podcast. And really freaking good news, we're now on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes, so take mm. a pick and don't forget... Oh, shit, we on iTunes? We're trying to... I mean, I, they haven't told me if we're accepted or not, but it's been about a week, and I'm guessing we're not too vulgar for them. <laughs> All right, well, we will be there soon, but we are on Spotify, Google Play, and just... SoundCloud. Make sure you tell all... Yeah, exactly, and SoundCloud. Um... Just, you know, tell all your friends and tell them to tune in. It's going to be really good. Also, if you or anyone else you know would like to have your music featured on the show, go ahead and shoot mm-hmm. us an email at escaping.podcast. And you like to talk about the shit that we talk about. I'm talking about the music, the thing that matters, the thing music that beats in our heart every day. Makes the peace. You Absolutely. We do want you babies, local artists. Yeah. So go ahead and shoot us an email at escaping.podcast. or at gmail.com and uh, we will get you on the list. Tonight we are leaving you with Painter's Picture by Had I Known. They are a local band here in the Springs. They're really good. Brian Easton is uh, the front man, I believe. And uh, they've got a local show coming up Friday the 20th at the Black Sheep. Go and check them out. They're seriously so good, guys. All right, we will see you next time. Remember, there can only be one chum bucket. Be the best fan you can be by being escapee. And now that you know, no one is half the battle. Stay on candy, y'all. Thank you, escapees. You guys have a great day or night or wherever you're at. Stay beautiful. I'm Gio. I'm Daniel. And I'm Kills. We'll see you next time. Could this fight